0: Got something a little bit different today that we're going to do. Uh, it's not class time. I promise you're not going to be graded on it. Uh, you've got your, your insert, though, in your bulletin. So if you, you're one of those that, that loves to take notes and have something to, to carry with you throughout the week, uh, I encourage you to pull that out as that's what we're going to follow along with uh, this morning. Uh, it is uh, good to be back up here, uh, week three. Uh, I had the, the opportunity to eat lunch with, with Melanie and Scott uh, this week. Uh, and for those of you that don't know, Melanie is now my admin uh, with FCA. And so, uh, man, just what an incredible opportunity that is for me and, and a blessing for our ministry with, with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And so, uh, anyway, we met for lunch and um, they, they were asking if I was, was preaching again. This was on Tuesday, y'all. And uh, I said, yeah, and I'm struggling because Kenny called me Friday and asked me about this coming Sunday. And um, I knew about the previous two, so I had plenty of time to prepare and, you know, get my ducks in a row. And this one just kind of like, okay, can't really say no. So, yeah, let's go. Um, and I was struggling. And so it was something in our conversation uh, at Lucky Strike. Believe it or not, Jesus works in Lucky Strike, y'all. Um, he exists there, too, um, and so there was something said during that conversation, and, and the Lord spoke to me, and this is where we're going to go. I really believe, and it's something that, that look, as I am preaching this, you need to understand something. I am preaching to me, uh, and, and my life directly, personally, I am preaching to me. Uh, And it's the subject of margin in our lives. Margin in our lives. And and I want you to know something that uh, I I have uh, wrestled with and and, and come to to understand is that margin is something that God has ordained and commanded us to honor. And that's what we're going to look at this morning and, and talk through. Uh, as we do that, as you flip to Exodus chapter 20, and there several verses that throughout our time this morning that, that Cassie will pop up there, but we're going to focus primarily on Exodus chapter 20. A very familiar passage that, that uh, I know uh, many of you are probably well aware of. Uh, Exodus chapter 20 is where uh, God gave Moses the Ten Commandments, right? And so we're going to spend some time talking about one. Of, of those commandments uh, this morning as it pertains to margin in our lives. Um, I want you to say a prayer for uh, my better half and, and my boys as they're on their way to, to Spartanburg. Uh, Graham is playing in a baseball tournament uh, this weekend, uh, first 9U tournament, and he is pitching at 3 o'clock, and so that's why my schedule is going to be busy this afternoon. Uh, because I am going to go to Spartanburg and watch him pitch and then I'm going to turn back and head down South 85 and get back here uh, this evening. But you, uh, you pray uh, for them as they travel. Uh, I'm proud of Graham. I wanted to say this. I'm proud of him because this morning he said, but I want to go to Sunday school first. He said, I don't want to miss my first Sunday with Keith and Stacy. I'm not kidding. That's what he said. Uh, And so he was here this morning, Sandra came by, picked him up, and and they jumped on the road. So um, pray for them uh, this morning. So if you would, uh, stand as we read God's Word, and and we'll jump into our message together uh, this morning. So Exodus chapter 20, we're going to read a few verses there, starting in verse 8, and then we'll get rolling. Verse 8, remember to dedicate... The Sabbath day, you are to labor six days and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. You must not do any work, you, your son or daughter, your male or female slave, your livestock or the foreigner who is within your gates." For the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and everything in them in six days. Then he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and declared it holy. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, again, thank you so much for this day and this opportunity. Thank you for your word and the guidance, the encouragement and the conviction that lies within it. And I pray this morning that you would speak to our hearts. That God, in, in the craziness of life, Lord, you would bring us all to a place where we have margin in our lives. Have your way this morning. Whatever that means, whatever that looks like for each individual life, I pray that you would have your way. We pray this all in Christ's name. Amen. So I have a question at the top of the page. How much margin do you have in your life? Some may wonder, what is margin? It's not butter, but what is margin? What is margin? Well, it's the edge or the border of something is the Webster Dictionary definition of margin. It's the edge or the border of something. So here's why I have this, and hopefully it's on, so for you guys that really see hopefully you'll be able to see up on the screen so and i'm not an artist so just bear with me okay but margin so here here's the example that we're going to go with today all right this is our life okay who should be at the center of our life christ right where should we want to be in our lives right there right as close to the center as we possibly can be, right? And this here is our border, our edge, right? Now, I did a little bit of research on this idea of margin, and apparently in in aeronautics, flying a plane is where margin is used uh, most frequently. Did you know... That as a pilot steps into a plane, now they do everything electronically, right? And They set their destination from, from where their current location is. And, and by doing so, if, if a pilot or the plane were to get one degree off from their desired destination for every 60 miles, they travel one degree off of destination, for, for, one, for every degree, for that one degree, for every 60 miles, or, or I'm sorry, let me, let me back up and make sure I get this right, all right? When, when, they're, when they're going uh, one degree for every 50 miles, or every 92 feet, they're 50 miles off course. So let me put it into perspective for you. If, if I'm flying from LA, from LAX to JFK, and my plane is one degree off of my destination, I would land in Washington, D.C. Just by simply being one degree off, I would land in Washington, D.C. instead of JFK. Why, why share that? Well, as I did a little bit more research... For every degree you fly, of course, you will miss your target by 92 feet for every mile you fly. For every 60 miles you fly, you'll miss your target by one mile. Flying around the equator will land you almost 500 miles off target. I found this to, to be interesting. One pastor did a study on margin in our lives, and and he found this to be true. People now sleep two and a half hours less a night compared to people 100 years ago. The average work week is longer now than it was in 1960. The average office worker has 36 hours of work piled up on his or her desk, and it takes three hours a week just to sort through and find what they need. We spend eight months of our lives opening up junk mail, two years of our lives playing phone tag with people who are too busy to answer, and five years waiting for people who are trying to do too much and are late for meetings. He goes on to say, We're piled on, stretched to the limit, chronically rushed, chronically late, and chronically exhausted. Why is that? Because we have no margin in our lives what I want to do this morning is I want us to take an internal look into our own hearts, our own lives and determine how much margin do we have in our lives. Because I don't know about you, I want my life to look like this. Right? I mean, that's that's the sweet spot. Right? I mean, that's the bullseye. That's where you want to be, and you want to be as close to that bull's eye as you possibly can be, right? But here's what typically tends to happen. Life happens, right? And it does this, right? You following me? Yeah? And where's our margin gone? It's disappeared. There is no margin in life right and many of you are there I know that you are here's where this message hit me in our conversation with Scott and Melanie I was talking about spending time with coaches and athletic directors and, and the overwhelming job that being an athletic director is and how I have the opportunity to pour into them and invest in them and love on them and encourage them and Melanie said this she said that that's great but you got to make sure you have somebody doing that to you There it was. I I would like to sit here and tell you that I have that margin in my life where someone is investing in me, but I've not been intentional about protecting that margin in my life. And if we're not intentional about margin in our lives, guess what? It won't exist. So here's the next question. What are some things that you can do to create margin in your life, got some practical tips I'm going to share with you, and then four uh, words. We're finished. Personally, thought it was pre- this was pretty neat that I found one one study said, "Hey, personally, here, here's some things that that you can do: stay in your lane." Well, I love that. That's stay in your lane. Say no. Oh man, I just told you I I, I I struggle with saying no. I'm a people pleaser, and he said, surround yourself with people who help you to grow. Surround yourself with people that help you grow, not with people that always have their hands out. Then he said, hey, financially, here's an idea. Build your budget on 90% of your income. That way you instantly have 10% margin. It's pretty good, right? Well, then professionally, I found this and, and found it pretty interesting. Cassie. you can put the Leviticus 19 scripture up on the screen if you want to. For you guys that, that are, are professionals, you men and women that are professionals, this is in Leviticus chapter 19, verses 9 and 10, and it says, When you reap the harvest of your land, you're not to reap the very edge of your field or gather the gleanings of your harvest. You must not strip your vineyard bare or gather its fallen grapes. Leave them for the poor and for the foreign resident. I am the Lord your God. You see, right there, God had given that farmer margin margin. Right? He tells the farmer if, his, if if this farmer's field is square or rectangular, right? He tells the farmer, listen, you are not to harvest the corners of your fields. And you're not to harvest any of the grapes that are dropped as you're picking them. Why? So that those that are in need right? The poor, the foreign can pick them. You see, he gave the farmer right there instant margin. Because a a good businessman is going to say what? Every grape equals X amount of dollars, right? And if they're not careful, there is no margin because it's about something completely different. But God gave the businessman a a, a model, if you will, to go, hey, leave the edges, leave the corners, and what you drop for those in need. There's margin. And then our our primary verse in Exodus chapter 20, right, in verse 8, there's margin. God has commanded us to have margin in our lives. What does margin allow us to do? Here we go. You ready? Number one, it allows us to reflect. It allows us to reflect. When we have margin in our lives, this picture begins to look like it's supposed to, right? When we have margin, yes, life happens, right? We have family, We have work. We have all these things that go on in our lives, right? But we still have margin. And within that margin, we have an opportunity to reflect. But the more and more our lives begin to look like this, the less margin we have, the less time we have to reflect. Number two, we recalibrate. I'm not an automotive guy. I know there's some recalibration when it comes comes to those sort of things and that's way over my head, all right? Way over my head. I can tell you the definition from Webster though because I looked it up. It says to plan or devise something carefully so to have a precise use or application. In other words, you recalibrate something to where it is backed to its intended purpose, right? And it is going in the direction in which it's supposed to go. You recalibrate it, right? And this looks like a bullseye to you guys that are hunters, right? It's almost like sighting in your rifle, right? And they may call that recalibrating, I don't know. But you sight in your rifle, right? You get those crosshairs right there. But boy, if we don't have margin in our lives, guess what? There's no time. There's no time to recalibrate. Number three, it allows us the opportunity to recharge. To recharge. To refresh, restore, or revitalize. How many of you would be willing to admit right now with your hand that you need to be recharged? Raise it high don't be don't be afraid right there we go right listen my, my hand is is even higher right right now especially my hand is a little bit higher we need time to recharge if we don't have a plan to guard the margin in our lives there's going to be no time for any of this or to recharge number four it allows us time to replenish to make full or complete again it says in verse 11 that for the lord made the heavens and the earth the sea and everything in them in six days and he rested on the seventh day Why is it important that we have margin in our lives? Because God, our creator, commanded it. He himself had rest. Just heard what one pastor found in a report, in a study, that that people today are sleeping two and a half hours less than people a hundred years ago. How many of you in the last couple of weeks have said this, I wish we could go back to the way it used to be? or you've thought it, right? Y'all, we live in a crazy, fast-paced world. And if we're not careful, our lives are going to end up looking like this. And we're going to be exhausted. And we have nothing left to give. Guard the margin in our lives. It allows us to do these four things, to reflect, to recalibrate, to recharge, and to replenish. To be made fresh, to be made full, to be made complete. Because I believe that's how God created us and that is his desire for you and I. To be complete, to be made full and to guard this margin in our lives. And I get it, your margin might look different than mine and vice versa. And I understand some people have to work on Sundays I get that. I do. The main point is that we all understand that we all need margin in our lives. Whether you're 11 or 12 in this room or you're 82, you need margin in your life. Margin is necessary for your personal well-being, your walk with Christ, and it allows you to serve others last thing at the very bottom says this creating margin in your life is not easy in fact it will be trying and will require lots of discipline but it's in that place of margin where you'll find incredible peace and joy I want to read you one thing that I found uh, that that I actually have this at my office hanging on the wall right beside my computer And it's it's entitled this, Guarding the Margins Equals Guarding Your Heart. This author said this, I'm trying to guard the margins in my life these days and it's not easy. In some ways, I feel guilty if I'm not busy. I feel guilty if I can't meet with everybody or meet every deadline. But that attempt to be all things to all people is really a form of pride. If you try to be all things to all people, then you'll end up being nothing to nobody. Why? Why? You've got nothing left to give. No margin equals no grace, no creativity, no vision. By trying to do more, we become less. In the words of 2 Thessalonians 3:11, we become busy bodies. Guarding the margins of your life, in other words, managing your schedule in a way that you have time to read, you have time to pray and you have time to dream, is really guarding your heart. Your heart needs room to grow. If you lose your margin, you'll lose your spiritual edge. The first thing to go is a sensitivity to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. You don't have time to obey those promptings because you've got places to go and things to do. The next thing you know, you've got an inverse relationship with God. Instead of living a spirit-led life, you want God to follow your lead. You're no longer serving God's purposes. You want Him to serve your purposes. You're no longer following Christ. You want Him to follow you. When we lose our margin, we get it backwards. That was written by Mark Batterson in September of 2011. And for years, that's been sitting there at my desk. But I'm here to tell you that even though that sits there at my desk hanging on the wall beside my computer, doesn't mean I always practice it. And I need daily reminders that that's what I want my life to look like I don't want it to look like that because what he said and and I believe it wholeheartedly that as our life begins to look like this and we strive more and more to be all things to all people we actually become nothing to nobody because we have nothing left to give So it doesn't matter to me what arena you run in, what profession you have. God's called us all to live a life with margin. And what that looks like to me is that you're taking care of you. You're taking care of your walk with Christ. You're taking care of your family. And you're doing your job well, whatever that is, whatever that looks like. You do it well. And you do those four things well. People take notice. And ultimately, it's my desire, my prayer for you and I both, that when people take notice of that, they're drawn back to Christ. And you're able to share this right here with them which at the end of the day is what matters most. But, if we're not careful, that's what our life will look like. I don't know too many people that want to follow a life that looks like that, do y'all? I think there's more people in America today, in our world today, that are searching for this life right here. And it all starts right there. So I don't know where you're at this morning as we close, we land the plane. Maybe you're a degree off. Maybe you're right on course. I don't know. I got to think. somebody with all the hands that were raised. Maybe we need to reflect. Maybe we do need to recalibrate. Maybe we do need uh, refreshing, replenishing. I don't know. I don't know where you're at. I know where I'm at. I know exactly where I'm at. And I know there are days, there are times where I've got to do a better job of guarding that. Let me pray with you this morning. Lord Jesus, thank You for the time. Thank You for Your Word and the challenge that lies within it, the commands that lie within it. First and foremost, God, our our relationship with You is top priority. And if we don't have that right, nothing else will be right. So I pray that that would be taken care of, that that if there's someone here this morning that needs to take care of that, that they would do just that. And God, you do whatever it takes to get them on course, heading in the right direction. Father, for those that they're they're pursuing and, and they feel like they're heading in the right direction, they might be off course just a little bit. Just because life is crazy right now. I pray that you would provide a way for them to regain some margin in their lives. God, have your way during this time of invitation. May you move. Ultimately, may you draw us closer to you. We pray all this in Christ's name. Amen.